from Tulsa Tech, helping you make your own path with insights and information about the world of career training. The Tech Times Podcast starts right now. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Tech Times Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Williams. Many of you already are aware that our school district, Tulsa Tech, is part of Oklahoma's statewide career tech system. We are a publicly funded district here in Tulsa, Oklahoma, the largest in the state, and therefore, we need someone as our advocate with our elected officials and business community at large. Today, we are joined by our very own advocate, Tulsa Tech's Chief Communications and Economic Development Officer, Tony Heberlin. Tony, thanks for joining us. You bet. Thank you for having me. So I want to start off by congratulating you on earning your way into our legacy circle. (laughs) That's our district's prestigious honor to those who have been here more than 25 years. Congrats. That's just a way of saying I'm old. (laughs) It's a prestigious honor. Yes, yes it is. (laughs) So take us through your career. Have you always worked in education? Uh, No, I actually came to uh, Tulsa Votech at the time uh, from a broadcast background. I served as a news photojournalist at the local NBC affiliate and then was recruited uh, to come to uh, Tulsa County Area Vocational Technical School District number 18, a.k.a. Tulsa Votech, to produce, shoot, edit uh, instructional and educational videos uh, in a department what at the time was called uh, Curriculum and Media, uh, now known as Instructional Services. And that's that's really where I started that that career here. Uh, Thirty four years later, I now serve on the executive team as chief communications and economic development officer. Uh, a bulk of my career was in the marketing department. Uh, in May of 1991, uh, the district looked at changing that name, Tulsa Votech, to Tulsa Technology Center, and that was really to showcase the types of careers that were emerging that it wasn't your daddy's shop anymore it wasn't the shade tree mechanic it wasn't that school for those other kids to go to it was really that um, change in career types job types that needed some sort of post-secondary skill um, but not necessarily a college degree it was really focusing on certifications and that was really our wheelhouse. And so this opportunity, when we changed the name from Tulsa Votech to Tulsa Technology Center, uh, I interviewed to, to get into the marketing department. We had an opening for a marketing director. Um, I told him I didn't want the job as marketing mm-hmm. director. I, I just wanted to work in the department. And with my news background, that, that gave me an opportunity to do really kind of what you do mm-hmm. and what Jeff does. Uh, Mm -hmm. for the district at at the time, and spent 16 years uh, in that department uh, before becoming uh, a marketing director, and then changes in superintendency uh, led to an opportunity uh, to serve as as an officer. Yeah. What does your typical day look like now as Uh, a member of our leadership team? uh, You know that... Is there a typical day? There there really is no typical day. Uh, I I don't have typical hours. Uh, Last night, I was at uh, Tulsa Regional Chamber board meeting, board of advisors, and board of directors uh, that we hosted here in the Career Services Center. And, you know, that was till about 6.30 last night. That included a board meeting and a reception afterwards. Um, really, the, the bulk of what I do is externally focused. As you said, it's an advocate. 
but it's also educating mm -hmm. and it's educating at many different levels it's elected officials it's non-elected officials it's business and industry uh it's the community at large there there's there are so many aspects to what I do in a typical day, week, year. It's all over the map, and it's um, jack of all trades, master of none. Sure. Um, there's, um, you know, I, I still am involved with the brand. Mm -hmm. Still involved with with making sure that that the Tulsa Tech brand is recognized and uh, respected. I've been through two branding exercises. Uh, when we changed the name in 1991, and then when we went through a, a, another revision from Tulsa Technology to, to Tulsa Tech, and then using the, the brand identity of tulsatech.edu in, in many cases, and the phrase, make your own path, um, doing lots of studies, doing um, lots of research to get to those pieces that help uh, showcase what we do as an organization. I'm very proud of the fact that we work for an organization that isn't looking for specific shareholder return on a, on a stock or making widgets. What we help do is improve people's lives. And change income levels. Change, change income levels. And, and actually seeing that happen. I, it, it happened in my own household. Hmm. My oldest son went through our automotive services program and works as an auto service technician to this day and, and does very well at that, better than I did at the time uh, for his age uh, with two college degrees. And I'm not knocking college degrees, but the, the shift has changed in the landscape of jobs that require uh, a four-year degree. And our wheelhouse are those certif certifications, those opportunities where someone can get a skill, be employable, and increase their income many times doubling and tripling what you know they might be working for at the time whether that's minimum wage or or even what wages that we're seeing today in that 10 to 15 dollar an hour range we we can we can almost double that in in many cases and provide some with benefits and it's really uh, a hand up not a help a handout we talk a lot of times about how many of our students, whether they're adult or in high school, are really offered jobs before they're even done because of just the demand and the skill sets that they're gaining here. So you talked a little bit earlier about uh, spending your time uh, telling our story to elected officials and business leaders. And, and from my recollection and my time here within the district, there's always been someone in a similar role. Why is that so important for our district? Dr. Tiger, when, when he came in, he really wanted to focus on the internal pieces of the organization. And at the time, I was very much behind the scenes, um, enjoyed that role behind the scenes, and he really wanted me to step out front and be not only a district representative, but his representative in many cases, whether that be with the Chamber of Commerce, whether that be um, with various organizations, elected officials, agency heads. Um, so that there is a wide variety of activities that, that I attend. And many times it's a breakfast, it's a lunch, it's a dinner, it's a reception. Um, it's, it's going out of state to help recruit companies and meeting with site selectors and CEOs. Um, I take pride in the fact that you know Tulsa County has attracted Companies like Macy's, Greenheck Manufacturing, um, Milo's Tea, 
and I've met with those CEOs, met with those executive teams uh, to help showcase not only what the area can provide, Tulsa County, City of Tulsa, or, or one of our surrounding uh, suburban communities, it's what Tulsa Tech can do from a workforce development training piece that I can help spread that message um, at, at a level that um, is, is not quite in the weeds. It's, it's more at a high level, and it's, it's, it's bringing people together. I was just going to say, it's, it's not only just advocacy, but it's also building those relationships. Very much so. And it's, and it's not only, as you said, it's, it's government relations, it's economic development work, it's working with all of our chambers. Um, I, I manage the sponsorships that we have with each of our chambers. I also serve on uh, the Owasso the Chamber Board of Directors, was a former chairman of, of the Owasso Chamber. Um, I'm involved in everything from crisis communications, branding, economic development, government relations, safety and security. That's a lot to take in. Let's take a quick break. Want to launch a career in the high-demand, high-paying IT industry? Tulsa Tech can help. Find affordable career training by qualified industry professionals who can help your path move forward. Great training that can give you confidence. Training in Cisco networking, cybersecurity, mobile app development, computer repair and network support, and Windows Server administration. Make your own path to a career in IT by calling 918-828-5000 or visit tulsatech.edu. And we are back with Tony Heberlin, Tulsa Tech's Chief Communications and Economic Development Officer. Tony, you helped, you talked earlier about leading the district through two major rebranding initiatives, both of which were before my time, I believe. <laughs> Um, first to Tulsa Technology Center from the old Votech, and then to Tulsa Tech, and, which is present day. I don't think that I can ask a better person this question. What does the Tulsa Tech brand mean to you? Oh, boy. As with any brand, it's a feeling. Mm-hmm. It's a feeling that you get when you either see it, feel it, touch it, experience it, um, I'm proud of the fact that we took the time to do the research to make sure that we were on the right track. And that's everything from adding the .edu to the the phrase, make your own path. Adding the .edu to that brand was important because oftentimes people don't know what we do. And that's a large part of my job is talking about the fact that we don't just have full-time programs serving high school students. We serve adult, and, and a bulk of our uh, offerings are training for business and industry, customized training, and that's for companies coming to Oklahoma, expanding Oklahoma, or companies that are already here. And oftentimes when, when you think of a brand or a name, and let, let's just use a public school, for example, it's in their name. Whether it's Tulsa Public Schools or Owasso Public Schools, it's in their name. It's what they do. When you hear Tulsa Tech, is that a computer company? Is that a school? And many times people didn't understand what that was. And so that's why it was important to add that .edu. There were transitions with the internet. You know, when I started in this district, we had four phone numbers. We didn't have voicemail. We did not have email. Things were done 
your your PTO was tracked by one person uh, using pencil and paper in a drawer, and you would have to call her and ask her how much vacation time you had. So as a real transition, um, we didn't have a website. <laughs> we didn't have an intranet. Um, so I, I got to see a transition of a district where we were focusing on how do we get to one phone number that people can call? How do we get to having a website, having an internet so employees communicate? Uh, it, it, it's, it was a real experience, not only watching the brand change and, and what students were experiencing and, and the job culture and the changes and in seeing how parents saw us, how business leaders saw us, how government officials see us. Uh, it, it, it's changed dramatically, but I, I'm proud of the fact that, that I was involved in those brand changes um, to better reflect what we do and how important it is for those students. Uh, and I, I see that only getting stronger. You know, when, when you look at what we've done just in the last 10 years from a branding perspective, from an enrollment, from, a, from an application standpoint, to have waiting lists for our programs. Yet if you look at what higher ed is experiencing, it's been a downtrend over the last 10 years in the number of students going to college. Uh, and I think that is in due large part to just the transitions in, in jobs and careers and again, more parents figuring out when, when their kid may have gone off to college and they come back, we have an opportunity for them to take advantage of the Accelerating Independent Scholarship where they can get into a program, get hands-on training, and be employed and get out of mom and dad's third bedroom and off the payroll. <laughs> sure. And I think that's, it's so interesting to note that uh, all of the services we provide on top of the full-time program career training customized training through our workforce development team, even part-time classes in the evenings, um, but even just those little services, you know, driver's ed testing, project hire, you know, some of these things that maybe people in the community aren't totally aware of, but they're coming here all the time and utilizing those services. You know, it's, it's one of the challenges of being all things to everyone. Yeah. And we, we, can touch you uh, from beginning to end, meaning that you can be a high school student or you can be in your 70s or 80s coming to take a, a cake decorating class or a sewing class or learn how to tear an engine apart or uh, learn learn a new computer program or or figure out how to, to uh, do social media with your grandkids. I right. mean, they're, they're, there's all kinds of opportunities and, and really those are those are not even on the economic development side. Sure. There's, there's such a strong um, opportunity for us and the community when we talk about economic development, and that is really helping Tulsa County employers um, find and help train their workforce so that we can expand Tulsa County and therefore Northeast Oklahoma and Oklahoma's economy. You mentioned earlier... Uh that you're also a big part of our district safety and security team. Mm -hmm. We just celebrated School Resource Officer Day a couple of weeks ago. Share with us why that group is so special to our students and staff. They are very special for, because a school resource officer acts differently than 
a, a street police officer or a sheriff's deputy. We've had a long-standing relationship with the Tulsa County Sheriff's Office to provide uh, safety and security for our students, our patrons, our buildings, our staff. Uh, what many people may not know is uh, I've been a reserve deputy with the Tulsa County Sheriff's Office for 30 years. Uh, we did some, some training with them uh, back when I was in the curriculum media area, uh, got interested, went through one of the first, um, or the first, uh, reserve academies uh, under the former sheriff, and volunteered everything from riding a motorcycle, bicycle, horse, you name it, and now uh, towards the end of my career I serve on the, on the honor guard um, and work with those uh, deputies and serve on the safety and security uh, committee that the district has to look at how we keep patrons safe, how we keep students safe, how we keep those deputies trained, and uh, really focusing on the relationship piece for students and patrons so that when they see a deputy, they, they don't necessarily see a law enforcement officer. They see uh, someone that they can rely on or have a relationship with that, that they can count on in a, in a moment of crisis. Yeah, it's really a great relationship yes, uh, that we get to build with. Uh, we, those we're very we fortunate. It, it, it's not cheap. Sure. That, that comes at a cost, but um, what, what it, what's your safety worth? Right, exactly, yeah. Um, what do you think, you've been in the, uh, obviously a, a part of the legacy circle, you've been here a long time. What makes career tech as an idea, and then maybe the statewide system here in Oklahoma so special to you? Well, I think it goes back to those those three different offerings, whether that's uh, full-time programs, adult part-time programs, or business and industry training. Um, when you look at Tulsa Tech, we're a consolidated district, meaning we have one administration, uh, one marketing department, one IT group, six campuses. When I started, there were there were four, um, and not necessarily this, in the same location. Right. Uh, we we moved our downtown airport campus to to Riverside. Uh, over 20 years ago to really get into heavy aircraft maintenance training. So I think what our specialty is, is to be able to respond to business and industry in such a quick turnaround way. And whether that's the programming that we offer and the curriculum that we offer in our full-time programs or how we can shift and help business and industry. Uh, when you think about Tulsa Tech, and, and many people don't necessarily understand or realize this, we are double the size of the next technology center district. Uh, we are a very large district um, from our, not just land mass, but the number of patrons we serve. You know, when we talk about government relations, some schools might have one or two legislators. We have close to 40. Mm. So imagine trying to develop a relationship and, and, and educate folks just in the state legislature where you have nearly 40 people in, oh, by the way, this last year with redistricting, we have a few more, and uh, we've got eight brand new ones hmm. that really don't have an understanding of, of what Tulsa Tech is, what it does, how it's funded, because we're, we're a unique animal when it, when it comes to, to funding. Uh, we do a lot with 
less than what most people think. Isn't that interesting that people that are, that are le- our legislators have to be educated on a system that's been here for since the 60s? It's True. pretty interesting. It, it, it is, um, but it's not just legislators. It's, it's non-elected officials. Uh, sometimes it's, it's patrons. Hey, I'm an, I, when I, did, I moved to Oklahoma as an adult, and I, I was unaware of the career tax system you know, you, generally. You, so. you, you get that property tax statement, and you see the, the, the money uh, going to Tulsa Tech. Well, most of our funding comes from ad valorem property tax. Uh, a smaller portion comes from state funding, and even even smaller portion comes from federal funding, and that federal funding is really aimed at uh, Pell Grants for students. Um, when you look at what we do what I, what I, one of one of my roles you know when us and we're right in the middle of um, the legislative season and, and I guess that's why I bring this up because each legislator is has the opportunity to, to file eight bills well at the beginning of session there are about 3,000 good ideas at the beginning of session and I say that a little bit in jest because everybody, wants to have a piece of legislation to, to help uh, change or improve uh, the, the state of Oklahoma. By the time we get to the end of session, you've, you're talking about a couple hundred bills. So uh, oftentimes what we're trying to do is help educate uh, whether there's a need for a specific piece of legislation or not, um, and again, developing those relationships. And those relationships are, are not just at the state legislature. I don't want to focus too much on that because we've got numerous uh, cities with city councilors, mayors, city managers. Uh, on the federal side, we have our federal legislators that, that we're, we're working with. You know, there, there's current legislation that's been redrafted again called the JOBS Act. And that's, that would really help a, a number of students take advantage of, of Pell um, many people don't necessarily realize this, but our full-time programs are 525 hours. Well, in order to qualify for Pell, you have to have, have a, a course that's 600 hours, and we add additional hours to meet that threshold of training. But in today's environment, we know we can train students in a shorter period of time, whether that be online or in, in other avenues. And so uh, it's not only looking at ways to uh, shape legislation at the state level and, and federal level. Sometimes it's um, advocating against and sometimes it's advocating for something that, that can help our students. If, if employees or other staff or even community members uh, want to support the initiatives that Tulsa Tech is doing, how do they get involved with elected officials or business community folks and help help you help us advocate um, in those domains? You know, I've been asked that question before, and, and so often, as I said, with 3,000 good ideas at the beginning of session, they, they don't, all don't make it to the finish line. And so sometimes you can get spun up on a piece of legislation that in, in the end is, isn't going to make it out of committee, isn't going to make it through a floor vote, isn't going to make it to to the one house or the other. So really what my recommendation most of all is tell your story. There are countless times, and you've experienced it, I know others have experienced it, whether you're wearing that Tulsa Tech name badge or you've got some Tulsa Tech swag on, 
you're in a store, you're in a restaurant, you're at, somewhere and someone says, hey, I went to Tulsa Tech or, or the first words out of their mouth are, what do you teach? Mm-hmm. And there are those of us that are not teachers, mm-hmm. but in effect, we are all educators and we can tell our story about how Tulsa Tech has affected us or how Tulsa Tech has affected uh, a student or a patron. And really, that's what it comes down to, because if we're, we're all connected by stories. And if you can tell your story that is compelling enough to show the benefits of this organization to the community, that's a better sell than any piece of legislation that, that we're tracking or having to worry about. So people don't necessarily need to get into the weeds of which bill's passing through and how that all no, works. No, no. That, that, that doesn't... Really, it's if you get if you can get a legislator on campus and have a student tell a story about how their station in life has been improved. That's so impactful. That's that's a win, you know. Okay, one last question for you: When you sit down at night and you put the hat down and you're not on the clock, <laughs> what do you like to do for fun? Uh, well, uh, that's a good question. Um, Many people know that I lost my wife to cancer a couple of years ago. So I have a, a dog that was um, dropped in my lap, basically, at one of our old office locations. So I keep up with her. Um, you mentioned the hat. It, it's, it's funny. I wear a cowboy hat and, and cowboy boots on purpose. Uh, it's really a brand identity. Moved to the country about 12 years ago. But what I discovered when doing economic development work or doing government relations work and standing at a breakfast, a lunch, a dinner, or a reception in a room full of suits, the guy in the cowboy hat stands out, mm-hmm. and they want to come talk to the guy in the cowboy hat. And mm-hmm. it works every single time. Um, and whether I mean, as that, we're talking right now, it's felt season. So. <laughs> it is felt season. <laughs> and whether that's in Washington, D.C., uh, where I'm with the Tulsa Chamber on a, uh, a D.C. fly-in or the state chamber on a D.C. fly-in, or whether it's at the state capitol or at uh, a, a chamber function. If I don't have my cowboy hat on, the first thing they ask me is, where's the hat? So, <laughs> That's so um, awesome. it's, uh, it's a hard question to answer. Uh, after 34 years in this organization, the, the one thing is is... is Tulsa Tech is part of me, and I'm part of Tulsa Tech. Mm. And so taking the hat off and doing something uh, at home, uh, a lot of times our jobs are, are 24-7. You know, I, I, oh, come on. I, you do stuff I, I, of work. Sure I do. <laughs> sure I do. You know, I, I've been I, – I, I'm still in the broadcast industry. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I shoot. I um, – and, and do uh, operations work for ESPN – and Fox on the weekends for, for college uh, and pro sports. It's what I enjoy. It's a lot of fun. Um, but, you know, the one thing that, that I can say is, is that 34 years went quick. Hmm. It went real quick. Um, but I've been blessed to see a lot of different things in this organization and a lot of growth and, and a lot of positive things and a lot of success stories. Um, that's, that's what I enjoy when I go home and sit. Well, Tony, thanks so much for joining us on this episode of the Tech Times Podcast. Hope you join us on the next one. Thank you for listening to the Tech Times Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And be sure to like us on social media.